I felt some unexpected kinship with the man in today's gospel. I found myself noticing with empathy how much changed for him in just that one day. In his time, disabilities were generally seen as reason to push someone to the margins of society. This man likely spent his days working by sitting there in the dust, asking people to share a bit of what they had so that he might survive. And then this stranger, this teacher, happens by and just with dust and spit, he anoints this man. Suddenly, he can see. It is a change that is beyond what I can imagine. And it continues this wild series of changes. Now, with sight, this man is taken seriously engaged as a capable witness, yet the leaders are still unwilling to receive his testimony. Just after he has been given access to their world with sight, they cast him out again because, they, because he is challenging this worldview they have. They, they are so challenged by the radical notion he's suggesting that a God-sent healer might be there among them. And then, finally, arguably the most tremendous change, this man himself comes to know God comes to know the God who walks right with him, right there, healing, teaching, embodied there on the dusty road. This unnerving cascade of transformation and division and connection, it resonated with me this week because, well, Look at us. Here we are doing our best to worship mid-pandemic. Me preaching into this iPhone and you all at home responding to your screens. And it has felt like a whole new landscape over and over as orders have changed, as predictions of longer school closures have ricocheted about, as stores have been locked and borders are shutting down. So much has changed, and so, so quickly. This gospel story is generally lifted up as a healing story, as one of John's signs, one of the signals that point to the divinity of this human teacher. And it is worth celebrating. Sight was, in, in that time and place especially, sight was the gift of freedom, of independence, of agency. 
and. This gift of sight does not end this man's struggles. Some of his problems are relieved and new ones promptly crop up as he bears witness before the leaders. In some ways, he he ends up yet more ostracized after the healing than he was before. It's complicated. And it's right there, right there where the healing has occurred and where life remains hard, where the pain still swirls. It's there that Jesus shows up again. He finds this man out on the road, pushed from his home. There is healing and there is still pain. There is newfound freedom and there is still more separation. This is where Jesus shows up. He occupies that in-between place. That's where he sets up camp, offering freedom and healing and connection, and yet not denying the pain nor downplaying the division. God is present in both. In this story, Jesus seems to be actively living out this beloved 23rd Psalm. The promise is not that God will be ready and waiting for us when we make it to the other side of the valley of the shadow of death. The assurance is that God is with us in the midst of it. When we don't know how long it will last or or how it is that we will make it through. God is there in the valley, even as God is there with us at the banquet. Both. Can we hold room for both right now? Can we resist the urge to let the pain and frustration and worry take over? And also refuse to pretend like the good compensates for the challenges either. This is not a time for silver linings. And I don't think it's a time for wallowing either. Because neither part tells it all. Jesus holds the whole story, though, in this story of the man healed and yet still ostracized. And God holds the whole story with us now. This church, which is far bigger than these walls, this community is a space where we hold the whole of the story together, where we live the sweep of it side by side, even spread out. Most of us are winding through these days in some combination of feeling exhausted and scared, stressed out, lonely, disappointed. At least I have been. This intense social distancing is the right thing to do. I really believe it is. And it's hard. 
And it carries with it so many repercussions. Day by day, we gain a deeper understanding of what is unfolding around us. Of how this pandemic both reveals and intensifies the inequality that is already rampant. Of how much is really at stake here. We are only beginning to comprehend the scope of this and what may be in store for us in the weeks and months to come. And that pain is not a whole story. It never is. It is intense and it is massive and it is one part. Here's a glimpse of the other side that I found this week. This week, even through the weariness and the stress, I ended up reading with my kids more than I have in a long time. And to, to our sheer delight, we found that, that our son Sam can read Hop on Pop, that the Dr. Seuss classic early reader this was a first. He didn't know it, and we didn't know it. And we only discovered this because we had so much more time together than usual. We went on two short hikes together. We dug out of the, the little recipe box this tattered old piece of paper, stained, written in my mom's handwriting, and made the ginger snaps that she had on her recipe card. We shared almost all our meals together as a family. We bickered, all of us, and we also had more time to make amends than we usually do. We heard the birds more than we heard the cars. And I saw it with, with this community too, with all of you. People are reaching out, reaching for each other, stepping up like I've never seen before as a whole community. Yes, there is some hoarding, but mostly, mostly people are caring. You people are caring. You're spreading out the, the barrels to collect food on your front porches. You're organizing yourselves to write letters and run errands and pray over the phone and host virtual Compline. People are sewing face masks and checking on all their neighbors and helping parents learn to teach at home on the fly. It is gorgeous and it is healing to see so many people working for the common good. Friends, all of this is true. The struggle and the beauty the pain and the healing, all of it. We are in all of it most of the time, most of us right now. The good news is that God is right in the middle of it also, occupying that space of both and, joining us there. God welcomes our laments on the days when it's all more than we can handle. 
And God offers healing, celebrating with us the places where new life is emerging in surprising ways, even now. We don't have to choose just one part. We can live all of this mixed up as it may come. Together, we can lament the pain, and doing so is holy. And together, we'll give thanks for what is good and true, and this will keep us going. And together, we will try to remember that God is in all of it, cradling that space between, leading us to live in the complexity of it all.